0: Only two days to the Iowa caucus. But what will that contest really tell us? The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your Libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. On Saturdays, I'd like to say Saturdays 3 to 6 because that's my regular time. But I do move around at least uh, till the end of basketball season. So if you... Today I'm on from 2 to 4. If you want to know what my show's on or get a podcast of a show you missed, go to my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. But I am here live now from 2 to 4, taking calls. Monday is the Iowa caucus. It's the first caucus or primary, in, and uh, it's both the Democrats and the Republicans. And people have really been anticipating this pretty heavily. I did the post-debate show uh, Monday, uh, Thursday night after the GOP debate. On Fox, so if you want to get that podcast, it's on my website. But I, uh, I want to talk about that. What do you really think is going to happen? 404-872-0750, zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. I, I, I am anticipating an upset. Can you anticipate an upset? Is that possible? I think I'm a little skeptical about the uh, polls and the media attention of Trump. I'm not saying he doesn't have a lot of support. People really contact me a lot about his support, but only after the debate on Thursday, when he refused to show up, that's the first time people started sending me feedback like I'm disappointed in Trump or criticizing him uh, in some of my Facebook posts. So I wonder a little bit if the worm has turned, but I also started to see some funny Just a funny pattern emerged. So from the beginning of the whole Trump phenomenon, I have noticed that the media plays into his hands. Even before he was getting huge polling numbers, from the very first outrageous statement he made, the media was giving him a lot of attention in a way that he never got before. And that, like, Ron Paul, who really was popular, got no attention. So I started to smell a rat, but recently it's taken on a whole new flavor because a couple of weeks ago there was another debate fox business debate and before the debate there were real real reporters doing the pre show it was serious and stuff but the way they were talking about what they anticipated in the debate it struck me as kind of funny. It was like, oh, there's going to be a, a Cruz Trump smackdown. It's going to be a bloodbath. There's going to be uh, the claws are going to come out. And shock and awe, I think one of them said. And I remember thinking, like, this seriously sounds like a wrestling matchup, you know, like a fake uh, feud to build up ratings. It was really silly, I thought. And then uh, this week when Trump came out and said, well, I don't really think I'm going to be at the debate and Megyn Kelly's mean to me, and then Fox wrote something kind of silly back, and it just, it had that same kind of feeling. So I started joking that I thought he was going to show up in the middle of the debate, total upset, a couple of bimbos on his arms, or, you know, entourage like Justin Bieber with Floyd Mayweather, like just a, a kind of thing like that. And I did not realize, but somebody... Posted on my Facebook that Trump had a wrestling history, which kind of, I thought, maybe rang a bell. I don't know. So I went and looked, and he is literally a a WWE superstar. He's a wrestling hall of famer. And there were these YouTube videos, which he looks exactly like he looks now. And it said it was uploaded in 2013, so it really could be as recent as that. And he is literally... He's in uh, this, like, duel, this battle, this personality conflict with a another billionaire. The guy's obviously fake, called Mr. McMahon. And one of the videos I looked at had Mr. McMahon uh, smack-talking Trump when he wasn't around. And then all of a sudden, everybody's face just, like, drops because they hear Trump's Theme music, the song, like, money, money, money. And you see him come in with the bimbos on his arms. And in in that video or another video, I guess McMahon loses a bet to him, so he shaves his head. Like, that is literally... What is going on in these videos, these wrestling videos of Trump in his battle with McMahon? And these are the kind of antics I was starting to get uh, the, the same kind of flavor of with the debate and the back and forth. And it just started to seem super silly. And I was wondering if the so that's when I started to think like maybe maybe the polls. And the media stuff, maybe that's a little bit too hyped. I don't know. I don't know if that's the kind of thing that it's just too over the top for the voters to appreciate. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm i so interested to see what's going to happen tomorrow in Iowa. Let me say real quickly, though, that I think if you look at Iowa, people are to, totally anticipate I, Iowa as this big, big deal. But they have whoever wins Iowa Only, I I looked up to like 1980 or before 1980, that there were six contests in Iowa caucuses where there was not a Republican incumbent. So like when Reagan was already president, yes, he got Iowa and Bush and stuff like that. But if there was no Republican incumbent, how many times did Iowa pick the nominee? They only picked it twice out of six times. They picked Dole in 96 and Bush in 2000, and only Bush ended up being president. So they actually only picked the president one in six times and the nominee twice in six times. Now, New Hampshire is different. They picked it four out of six times, and they picked two presidents. So New Hampshire, I think, is more of a litmus test. And uh, But the Democrats, it's different. The Democrats, they did pick four out of six of the nominees for non-incumbent years and um, but they're not great at picking presidents like bill clinton was not picked in iowa or new hampshire so the predictive value of this stuff iowa especially i actually think it's possible that iowa is like (laughs) anti-predictive that whoever wins iowa doesn't win it all Uh, I'm going to go to a call, uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Shane in Athens. Hi, Shane. You're on with Monica.
1: Hey, Monica. Um, I I think that it is kind of predictable. I'm predicting landslides in Iowa, New Hampshire, the SEC. I'm I'm predicting Trump landslides everywhere.
0: Really? You think he's going to get the vote out? Because I'll tell you, Shane, the thing that made me kind of start to wonder if there's some funny business going on with the polling is I read several articles this week, and when they all come out at once, I start to wonder that said that his, that Trump has an unusually low turnout demographic, like people who never vote in the caucuses happen to be the demographic he appeals to the most. So it could mean that the polls are not really accurate. And then there was another article that said in the UK, the polls were terribly inaccurate. They really dropped the ball. The election was an upset. And and my thinking isn't that the polls are, uh incompetent it's that they they really the polls just like the media can be used to influence us give us false impressions get the the not trump vote out but they know that the trump vote doesn't really come out i mean you think there's any that that people are going to get off the couch for trump
1: well i'm I'm, the reason i'm predicting what i'm predicting is because i don't typically vote in the primaries myself And, and actually i didn't vote in 2012 um Basically, because I had to pit between Obama and Obama in my, my own opinion. Yeah, there
0: was no. Um,
1: so, but but Trump is bringing me to the polls, and I'm actually uh, a conservative wrapped up in a libertarian who t- kind of leans left on social social issues. Um, so I I, I, think I I represent a little bit of the demographic.
0: Yeah, I I somebody did ask me because I am a hardcore libertarian if the Trump. A lot of libertarians like Trump, and if I thought that was a reasonable thing, I think Trump thinks of government the way a lot of big government conservatives do, where it's a, it's something to be run well, that, that that's gonna,
1: what... But you're going to see Trump bring out a lot of Democrats in the you general You think? That, uh, that, I, I that, think he would bring out a lot of Democrats. Why? Um, but not just because he's leaned left on a lot of things in the past that we're, you know, have come to light here lately or been, you know, protected, but... Because they're not going to vote for Hillary. And the ones that aren't going to vote for Hillary aren't going to vote for Bernie. Hillary's got too much going on. And I think by the time the general elections get here, she's going to be halfway buried if they don't bury her with Bernie Sanders. But I, I just think Trump's going to be the logical choice for pretty much anybody most democrats that are voting uh, the the majority of them i think sit on the fence and, and vote with republicans a lot, a lot of the times more so than the republicans will vote for the with the democrats um you know well, as far as uh, electorate
0: a lot of the polls do show or have seen polls that put hillary and trump up against each other and trump wins but my sense my instinct is two things that that the people, the Democrats don't care at all about the Hillary's email thing. They think it's nitpicking. That is my, I just, that's my gut instinct. I don't know if it's true, but I, I think it's more likely to garner sympathy for her from the left than chase people away from her. And then the second thing is that I think in at the end of the day, Democrats really think of themselves as uh, intellectual and they they don't like Trump for that reason. They would actually come out to vote against Trump and vote for Hillary just to shut him up. That's really my gut, but I don't think the polls support that. Which is why I suspect the polls. But that could just be my my own ego. I,
1: I agree with you on that. And I'll call you back next month and uh, you know, oh yeah, we'll see, where, we'll see where my predictions for the landslides landed. Yes,
0: up. Shane, we're gonna. Well, I'll put the podcast on my website, and we'll be able to. Uh, we'll be able to go back and see who's right, because I've been uh, I have been predicting that uh, Jeb is not out, that Jeb is going to be the stalking horse whatever. Jeb is going to come and make a comeback. Jeb, who gets like of three percent of the polling. I know it's a crazy long shot. I know you're not getting it in uh, in Vegas. I'm not encouraging anyone to bet that. But I don't understand why he's still in the race. And I can't help but think that if there is something more sinister going on, if there is really a game being played here on how it's going to come out, that ultimately Jeb will get uh, the benefit of uh, people thinking, being afraid that someone like Trump or somebody like Cruz could not win in a general election so that they'll swing to Jeb just as the safe choice. Uh, I know it's a long shot, but uh, I'm going to get right after the break. I'm going to go to Thomas, who thinks I apparently he thinks I'm completely wrong. So I want to talk to Thomas and you. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.
1: Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750
0: WSB. So I started the show talking about how surprised I was that Trump was a wrestling Hall of Famer and that he had an arch nemesis, Mr. McMahon, who I just thought was fake because he was a terrible actor and has this huge wrestler's body, but he is a real billionaire. I've gotten some calls from wrestling fans. I'm sorry, I just do not follow wrestling at all, which is why I was surprised about the Trump thing, but... That just uh, is a lesson never to make assumptions. But the videos are definitely worth watching. And I can't believe the real billionaire McMahon let uh, Trump shave his head. It's pretty entertaining, I must admit. But I, I want to real quick get to Thomas in Gwinnett. Thomas, you think I'm wrong about Trump.
1: Oh, yeah, Monica, you're way wrong about Trump. As a disclaimer, I'm a Bernie Sanders supporter, just so you know. But I've been watching just fascinated by the by Trump playing the Republican Party like a cheap fiddle. He's been doing it for months. He set the terms of the debate. He set the party. He set the Republicans up. He won the last debate without showing up. I mean, the only thing anybody talked about was Trump. And veterans that got zero play in the Republican Party before the debate got more play in the first five minutes of the debate than they had in the months prior, all because, Trump was holding the
0: veterans. Um, Yeah, that was a stroke of genius. But I got to say, he could not do this if they weren't playing along. National Review dedicated an entire magazine to him. They... uh, Five, they just play along. They give him 100% nonstop coverage. And I just, he could not do that without them buying into it. So I think you got to peel the onion a little bit more. And I'm going to do that after the break. 404 872 750 1 800 WSB Talk. This is Monica Perez. And you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Follow my tweet, tweet Because uh, it's pretty funny during these debates and stuff in real time to see how people react. So you can go back and see what the live debates were from the other night or listen to my podcast of the post-debate show on my website, MonicaPerezShow.com.
1: You got me excited because this would truly be both an adventure and a learning experience. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.
0: I am the Libertarian on WSB every Saturday afternoon. If you miss my show, you can check out my podcast on MonicaPerezShow.com. I'm normally on 3 to 6, but I move around for basketball. So today I'm on 2 to 4, talking about the Iowa caucus on Monday and the debate Thursday night, which Trump did not engage in. I thought it was an interesting debate. I did a post-debate show, if you want to listen to that. I, uh, I, I think the big question for me What I struggle with a little bit, I've pretty much made up my mind. I don't know if you have. I don't think what you see is what you get when it comes to the elections. I feel like everything from the way the media manipulates our opinion and the polls do too, to the... The uh, fact that we don't actually have vote, voting that we can personally monitor. It's not paper ballots. Like, really, there should be, so you can actually see what's going on. It's just a black box with, and your faith in government. And that uh, that I also think that there is real shenanigans at the voting level where there have been more votes than registered voters. There, I, I've met illegal Uh, aliens in this country or just non-citizen residents of this country who have voted. So I am a little skeptical about the vote, but I I even take it one step further and think that there's really something going on at the top where I read a quote from many years ago, like JP Morgan or somebody a hundred years ago, say somebody asked him who he wanted to win. And he said, I don't care. They're both my guy. So that's what I really think it is. So who's their guys like in the Republican and the Democrat the only one I can say for sure isn't, I or, I mean, 99% sure is Rand Paul. So I just don't, I, I think the rest of them, one degree or another, will play ball with the establishment, including Trump and Bernie Sanders. But I don't, but what my question is, how does this play out? Do, are all those guys owned? Does it, are, are you really one vote counting at the, primaries and the caucuses is it a totally good faith thing or is it manipulated at that level like i have been expecting ultimately for jeb to do much better as far as delegates at the convention than his three percent polling would make you think i mean i'm very curious to see when jeb starts to surge that'll help that'll Confirm, in my mind, my suspicions that this is really orchestrated from the top, but maybe I'm too cynical. What do you think? four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB talk. I'm going to Ken in Dunwoody, Ken. You're on with Monica.:
2: Hello, Monica. Enjoy the show greatly.
0: Thank you. How are you doing?
2: Pretty good. Just to jump in real quick. Um, you know, I really think that people that they vote for nobody or they vote for the other side. If you know, if they don't agree with, let's say Trump is a nominee, and they don't agree with Trump, they don't like him for whatever reason. They want to send a message. They, you know, they, 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 they cast a vote for uh, nobody, just a little form of protest. They've got to know it's hurting the cause. They got to know it's helping and handing victory to the enemy. They, they got to know that.
0: What do you mean you know? voting for nobody? Like you can go in and vote for an empty box? Is that what you're saying? No, just don't vote. Just don't it's vote. vote. Yeah. Just don't vote. Yeah, because what I actually think. I so I was just talking before I picked up that the that I I'm super cynical about this so it is possible in my mind that because I just think the Trump thing the fact that it gets so much media attention to me I cannot get past it I cannot accept that as them doing it against their will because they don't really like them. And and Fox is not just in it for ratings. I mean, Rupert Murdoch and that, that very high cabal of, as Winston Churchill put it, the high cabal, the international power elite, they have uh, an agenda beyond just getting ratings for Fox News. So if those guys are playing into it, there is, I think, it's more likely than not that there is a reason. So you can look at the Trump thing. And say, I mean, I heard an, a conversation in the elevator the other day, which said, I'm not crazy about Hillary. This lady said, I'm not crazy about Hillary. I like Bernie better, but I don't think he can win. And if Trump is the Republican candidate, well, that's just scary. So to me, that woman was saying to her friend, I'm going to vote for Hillary. And I never otherwise would have. But so I'm scared of Trump.
2: To modify your opinion a little bit that, you know, it's an OK thing to vote your conscience by not voting.
0: Because, oh, I, I think that's true. I, I was explaining my last show that, as a libertarian, i I like voting isn't really a libertarian concept in that we believe I, I certainly do, that we have objective rights, and nobody can vote them away. so i'm I like the Bill of Rights. I'm ok with the Constitution. I like the Republic but the fa- but when they start allowing it to be like a full on democracy where you can vote and your legislators will violate those fundamental laws like you could get a bunch of canadian and mexican uh, new citizens who vote away the second amendment like it's possible to get these infringements executive actions blah 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 i don't i don't go for that you can't you should not be able to vote away any of that stuff and it and but furthermore the vote The voting might actually be illegitimate. If you look at Syria, Assad held an election and 95 percent of the votes went to him. Nobody thinks it's legitimate because it doesn't look like he counted any of the opposition votes. And if and if our election started looking like that, if Obama got 99 percent of the vote, it would lose power. People wouldn't feel like they had the consent of the government. The government would look illegitimate. So I understand the not voting thing.
2: Yeah, but even if it helps the other, yeah, I know what you're saying, but I mean, I just think it's just hurt hurting the the cause. I mean, so
0: you're saying people should vote?
2: They should vote for the worser of two evils, of course, unless they want to shoot themselves in the
0: foot. The lesser two. Oh, see, I think that you should vote, but you should vote your conscience, and you shouldn't vote for the lesser of two evils. I think you should vote. Where did it get you with Romney? You should vote. If everybody voted for Ron Paul, he probably would have actually won.
2: If it's not realistic, you see, if they're part... But why?
0: Why is that let's not realistic?
2: realistic? Let's not do that. That's what I'm saying. I mean, no,
0: but I'm it, saying, like, this is the thing. Everyone said that about Ron Paul, but they, but, oh, but Trump is realistic? You know what I mean? Why? How did that happen? And I, I'm not trying to challenge you.
2: The party is the uh, realistic, because he's running as a Republican. It's a legitimate party. But
0: Ron work. Paul was a Republican the last two things, 2008 and 2008. He got 40% of the Republican primary vote in Virginia against Romney. He was That's legitimate. What? But everybody I feel said
2: like he it wasn't. So it's just like it hurts, you know. If you, and if it's just if it's Trump against Hillary, and you hate Trump and you're a Republican, you think not voting is going to help your cause sending a message, or is going to help is going to help Hillary because that's why Romney was not a vote, was not elected because he didn't get enough votes. We didn't get the votes. If we can't get the votes out then in that desperate time, mid you know mid eight year term of Obama, I mean we're never going to do it. I mean I know we I have won that.
0: I smelled okay. a rat with that too, Ken, because. Romney was the only Republican on the planet who did not have the moral high ground against Obama on the only issue anyone cared about, which was Obamacare. How did that I, happen?
2: I don't know. I mean, I was excited for the first time in my life. In the first debate, I actually had a, a flame, like, just started my... Like, oh my God, I can feel happiness and prosperity coming back again. Hope. I'm like, this, there's a chance this guy's doing good. We may get rid of this Obama. And oh my God, he got it again. I, could, I mean, it was like... What a letdown from a buildup. Talk about a disaster. I
0: mean, that's how to be rigged. You thought. So, wait, who gave you hope, Ken? Romney was doing so good in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I was, like, I was excited. I'm like, he, geez. he, he did great in that debate.
2: Yes. And then and all of a sudden, he didn't do a couple things right and kind of fizzled out, but still not enough to give Obama the victory. I mean, I was thinking he could do this
0: yeah i actually have googled romney lost on purpose and you you get like a million hits like people think that it was that that's that's what i'm saying answer me this ken and then i'll let you go answer me this do you think that this is all what you see is what you get that that there is any chance that somebody like romney or mccain will say hey i know i'm gonna lose uh i'll You know, it's Obama's time that there's really that there really is a high cabal that's above the elected guys. And and they they play ball with that for higher goals.
2: I do. I mean, I I think you're right. I think, you know, just the other night Obama said, we're going to win. We're going to win. I'll tell you why we're going to win. They just started some BS. But you know what? He knows something we don't know. He knows it's rigged. He knows that that's the change he was talking about. There will be never a a Republican in office again in the White House. That's what I think. I think it's because they got it rigged. So, See, I, I don't think so that's up.
0: even possible, Ken. Um, I think that the two-party system is so uh, important to the the psychological operation. There was a book called Tragedy and Hope by uh, Quigley, who was a teacher or mentor of Clinton. He was really well-respected. And he was like a, a basically a chronicler for the power elite. He he really was an insider and he wrote this book. They didn't like it, but he was proud of them. He thought they were good and doing the right thing. But some of the things he said in that book included that the two party system had the same domestic and foreign policy goals, but they they uh, acted different had different rhetoric for the public so that when you were annoyed that they were doing one guy was doing all these things that you did not elect him to do you could throw the bums out elect the other side and still get those those bums back so i feel Clear like this? this is called tragedy and hope in uh, carol quigley's book it's like a 1200 page book or whatever but i i I've, i don't know if i've ever summarized that one but there You'd have to look at it, but like on page 800, it starts going into the manipulations of the power lead over the past hundred years in this country, where they've infiltrated the parties and aligned the agenda, which is why you get all this, you know, you get welfare and warfare from both parties. If you look at it, people thought Obama was going to change things, but he did in Libya exactly what... Bush did in Iraq but a lot quicker and he tried to do it in Syria too but there were no protests against Obama and that's why I think Hillary might be better serving these guys because she could also silence the anti-war left. Yeah. You know? I mean I I feel like that it's the the rabbit hole is deeper than than we're saying and and this thing with um I I, I further think it's it could be a bit of an act because Cruz, I think this issue of Cruz having a Canadian birth certificate and having been a dual citizen with Canada till 2014 is a really serious issue. And, and if we can't uh, address that in advance, it's going to really cause a mix up later. So if there, if we do get to the convention and, Cruz has a bunch of delegates. He might just voluntarily surrender them. Maybe they get p- put picked up by Jeb Bush or someone who did not get the popular vote at all. Somebody who didn't even get, a, you know, a significant number of votes. That could be a way that the establishment uh, gets it out. But I feel like it's a it's the voting the lesser of two evils is playing exactly into their hands because that's why maybe that was the plan that if you put somebody like Trump up who 51% of the people think is uh, too undignified to be president or couldn't get anything done or is just too hot-headed, or whatever. If most people think Trump is the greater and he, and he actually has the highest net negative rating ever. So, uh, people who like him minus people who dislike him is the greatest number. It's like negative 28 than anybody. So that could that could give Jeb the lesser of two evil votes or Hillary the lesser of two evil votes. If you do that, you play right into their hands. Whereas if everybody votes their conscience, I bet you get somebody great like Ron Paul, who is viable, believe it or not. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, talk uh, After the break, I'm going to get into a little bit more of how I think it really works. You can uh, also, I'll read some tweets. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.
1: Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750
0: WSB. Hi, today of 65. It's 62 degrees outside the studio right now. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate, heating and air. I am reading some tweets to you. Uh, I am... Talking about Iowa caucus, I got J.C. sent me a few tweets. The GOP fixes Iowa. Ron Paul really won in 2012. Expect a Rubio upset. I remember all the shenanigans around Iowa with Ron Paul and also Maine had some. I actually think they had to redo that one. Iowa was strange from top to bottom. First they called it for Romney, then they had to call it for Santorum. They both got roughly 25%, if I recall correctly, and Ron Paul got 21%. But people did think that there was funny business. There certainly was reports of that. I guess I I felt like there those were extra, extra, extraordinary circumstances because the establishment is absolutely so... Terrified of Ron Paul, that they would only step in under those circumstances and that this one might be a little more for real or maybe there'd be more scrutiny. I don't know. I don't I don't have faith in anything. And I actually was a poll monitor once and I couldn't really see anything. I mean, I signed the papers that I didn't see any funny business, but I wouldn't have known. Uh So, J.C. also says that there are fewer Republicans registered this time than in 2012, and he doesn't think people are going to come out to give Trump his numbers. Maybe Rand Paul will do better than uh, we expected him to do. Uh, I am going to go, after the break, i got to take a quick break. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about what I think uh, the Cruz phenomenon is all about, And get to your calls 404 872 750 1 800 WSB Talk. Or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.
2: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies.